The following podcast is for mature audiences and contains offensive material that is for entertainment purposes only. You have been warned. Pipeline from an undisclosed location directly into your earbuds. Rockcore Entertainment proudly presents the Sick and Wrong Tag Team Power Hour with your hosts, Ryan and Starrocracy. Welcome one, welcome all to another installment of Sick and Wise Tag Team Power Hour. Woo! I'm Ryan, joined by Stavropocracy. Woo! Woo! As we break down some wrestling for all of you. And so, uh, let's start with some wrestling. Uh, first and foremost, we haven't actually done one of these shows uh, probably since September. Um, so this will be kind of a, this will be, we have a big giant gap of shit that we missed out on. Uh, first off, um, one of the things that uh, com- comes to mind is the fact that TNA is still with us for some weird reason. Uh, uh, apparently Dixie Carter's finally cut out. And yeah, she's, they sold uh, Jeff Jared ripped her a new one in a interview. Nice. And I know they, uh. Yeah, because I know um, Anthem Sports, uh, who owns the Fight Network, uh, purchased TNA from uh, Panda Energy. Uh, so Dixie's family, no, the Carters, no longer own any part of TNA. Um, they've appointed Jeff as the head of operations, which is fucking badass. And I'm glad that they've kind of uh, they've managed to kind of move past Dixie Carter, who was kind of holding the company back. Even though, um, amazingly... Every time they lose a TV deal, they seem to find their way back on TV, which I've always been pretty shocked by. Um, but it's kind of lessen—it's kind of less in my interest, that's for sure. Uh, like the only thing I want to catch is like Matt and Jeff. Otherwise, I, I can catch that on YouTube and shit. And yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because like, any uh, any social media you got out there. Yeah, and Mike Bennett too, because like. Mike Mike Bennett and uh, Maria Canellas. I mean, they're they're a pretty good duo as far as the team goes. Um, Maria's hot as fuck. Mike Bennett's pretty awesome. He should be on WWE, uh, <laughs> but he's probably one of the better talents that they have over at TNA. Uh, I mean, not to mention you know you got like Bram, who's a former uh, WWE competitor. Uh, fucking Abyss, who we'll probably never see on WWE television. Um, I'd be shocked if that Biss ever made his way over there. Um, yeah. I mean, I could see, like, if they were going to, they'd probably have to bring him in without his mask, re- totally revamp his character. Um, but that would probably be the only way to do it, really. Yeah, probably. But, um, otherwise... Have you been watching fucking Raw? Because, like, I've been watching SmackDown quite a bit, so... Oh, this last week's Raw was awesome. But with the Festival of Friendship? <laughs> that was one of my favorite skits on Raw in the longest time. I love the fucking clip you sent me, too, on fucking Facebook. It's essentially, uh... It's essentially the beatdown of, uh... Chris Jericho by Kevin Owens uh, handing him a new list. 
And, With the Titanic uh, song in the background. <laughs> and every time, I've watched that like 30 times, dude. I was, I made Nikki watch it. I made Beth watch it. I like made everybody in my family watch it, dude. Like, what the fuck? Oh, God. Dude, that's Talented Stavro. Don't fuck with Talented Stavro. Oh, fuck no. I mean, it, it was pretty funny. I was just sitting there watching it and, and kind of marveling in Kevin Owens' uh, ability to kind of turn face heel, face heel, face heel, like on, a, like on the drop of a fucking dime, you know? And it's like. Oh, I know. Like, he wasn't really a face, though. Not really, but he always, he's always kind of. He was as, more likable. He, yeah. was, he wasn't a face, but he was more likable. Mm-hmm. Um. But I just love how he turns on all his friends. And it, truthfully, there's a rumor going around that Triple H is trying to uh, get his new evolution going. And supposedly it's going to be Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and somebody else. So there's going to be. Triple H. So it'd be kind of. Oh, okay. So it could be like one buff dude and like three fat guys. Oh, actually. Well, I'm thinking the best bet would be Bobby Roode. Yeah, most definitely. Cause I, because he, as fast as they're pushing him in NXT. Mm hmm. And as hard as they're pushing him, I, I could also see like um, shit if they actually did something with him. Um, well, I mean, well, the, well, they're doing shit with him, but if they just did something more with him, uh, I could see like um, fucking Strowman being that fourth guy. You know, he he could be like that big powerhousey dude, like you know Batista was. Um, yeah, but they're talking about Triple H just wants great heels in it. It's going to be full. It's going to be just... Yeah. And and he, there's also rumors of Triple H and NXT invading Ron's back down. Oh, nice. But that's what I've heard, but I've heard it multiple times. That'd be great. It'd be, it'd be kind of mm-hmm. like, that would be an invasion angle that would probably work. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I like the invasion angle from before with WCW, um, even though uh, you have mostly, uh, you know, you have mostly fucking, uh, you know, mid-card talent, uh, with the exception of, like, Booker T and uh, a couple other guys. Um, but for the most part, I mean, you know, that invasion angle would have been better had they had, you know, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Sting... You know, if they had, you know, name talent, you know, but of course that never happened because nah, that was that issues. And, I think they did that. They didn't take their time on that. No. And they should have. And I'll, and I'll say the program they got going on with fucking, um, which this is another one of my favorite things, you know, considering that you got the Universal Champion um, in Kevin Owens possibly facing Goldberg. Um, I know, I'm so glad to have fat champions right now. And then now that we, and we also have fucking Bray Wyatt on SmackDown sporting the WWE Championship, you know, totally fucking um, taking out fucking Cena and AJ Styles in the same goddamn night, um, in the same match, but, you know, just taking them out. And I love, I mean, it sucks because, you know, now they're going to set up John Cena to possibly break Ric Flair's record. Uh, which nobody wants to see. Except uh, like, so, uh, apparently John Cena's going on an eighth-month hiatus after WrestleMania. Oh, that's nice. And there's rumors that this might be his last year of wrestling. He'll just go to behind the scenes. Well, and, and you know, you know, promote WWE, do movies, do all sorts of things, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's a good role for him, too, you know? I mean, it's, it's, not, that, it's not that John Cena is, like really had like all these really 
I remember like when we first started noticing that John Cena was getting lazy in his wrestling, you know, when he started like, because you remember that like that flip around bomb thing he used to do looked kind of like fucking Blue Thunder. Yeah, but I've always felt like his STF is oh. just a lazy STF. It is, yeah. It's like it's supposed to go across the face, like a cross face, and he always chokes. It's like he's choking, ref. Why isn't that illegal? Yeah, I mean, and it just doesn't even look like he's got a firm lock either, you know. It's no, like, it doesn't. It's just, like, there's certain things about, like, he does, he pulls off, like, dude, like, with AJ Styles, he was pulling off fucking Sunset Flip power bombs with AJ. Yeah. He was like, some amazing awesome shit that dude. night. <laughs> oh, some awesome shit. I just I just watched a clip of Cody Rhodes do the Canadian Destroyer to a Mexican. <laughs> God, really? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, it was awesome. Is, so is Cody is Cody in fucking uh, in Mexico? New or? Japan. He's in New Japan. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because they do have a lot of Mexican. He's part of the Bullet Club now, man. Yeah. Good old fucking Cody, man. Jesus. He's fucking having great matches. Like, and that was such a great talent to lose. And you know what? I never knew. Back in Ring of Honor, or I think OV Dub, back in the day at OV Dub. Yeah. Do you know who tag team, who was Cody's tag team partner? Who? Ty Dillinger. Yeah, I know, I know Ty, well, I didn't know he, they were tag team partners, but I knew Ty, Ty had been in the company for a really long time. Yeah. Like, he was in OVW, and then when they uh, acquired FCW, um, Ty ended up getting moved over there. Um, and then, like, kind of hung out for a while and then they kind of pulled him out did some more training with them and then fucking put him back into the mix and when they changed the format for nxt uh you know from being that weird uh tough enoughy kind of show to being what it is now which is fucking badass uh <laughs> um I, yeah i had no idea so the perfect 10 was fucking tag teaming it up with fucking with uh the American son of the American dream. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of people are butthurt because he's calling himself the American nightmare. Dude, I love that. That's great. That's a good way. You know, it's because, like, you know, especially he's since he's a heel. bad gimmick. Huh? Yeah. No, it's especially a great gimmick for him. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were butthurt because he was using that. It's like he's not calling himself the American dream. Get the fuck over it. Yeah, he's tributing his dad with his heel character. You know, I mean, because that's something Dusty's never really been. He's never really been a heel. And the fact that, like, both his, you know, both of his sons, go, you know, like, with fucking Dustin and Cody, I mean, both of them have been able to pull off heel roles really well. Yeah, they have. I mean, Goldust was an amazing heel when he first came out. You remember that shit? And, oh, yeah. And then his uh, his stint as Black Rain in TNA, that was fucking cool. And then, oh, hell yeah. And then uh, my favorite thing for... Cody was dashing Cody Rhodes, you know, with this fucking. <clears throat> well, I was reading an interview on AJ Styles because they were talking to him about Dixie Carter and TNA and all that shit, and yeah, he's like, dirt. <laughs> "Yeah, he was like, well, we kind of built the road, me, Joe, Daniels, Kazarian." Yeah. Um, he's like, "We built the road," and then what made me mad? He's like, "It flattened my ego because it felt like they didn't want me." And he's like, it took me a while at Ring of Honor and New Japan before I got my 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 ego back. You know, you're because his ego felt flattened. 
for what Dixie Carter was doing to him and bringing in Hogan and, yeah. and Booker T and Kurt Angle. And yeah, I was always kind of like, I mean, at first I thought it was kind of funny because remember the whole Kevin Nash. Uh, like, did you never watch WCW? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the whole thing with Kevin Nash rebranding people, you know, where he, he, he made like uh, the black machismo and um, he did that weird uh, – that weird guru thing with Sanjay Dutt. And <laughs> well, I, just, uh, uh, I thought the rebranding uh, Kevin Nash when he was with... Uh, uh, apparently Alex Kevin Nash years great. ago told Triple H to pay attention to a kid named Eric Young. Yeah. Eric Young's another one of those guys, too. Like I was thinking about this the other day. What if they brought in the whole Sanity group to SmackDown? And then gave all of them to Bray Wyatt, even fucking uh, Eric Young. And imagine like that weird like that tug and pull thing that Eric and fucking Bray would have back and forth with the rest of the guys in the group. And mm -hmm. could you imagine how that could break down? Because um, like it would lead up to a feud between Eric Young and um, you know Bray Wyatt, and then they could like they could basically pit the group against each other. You know, because, like, you know, they're going to follow, uh, like, the majority of them will probably follow Eric at first until, like, Bray mm -hmm. puts this weird fucking shit out there. And, and I guess uh, another thing to think about, too, what do you think about the fact that Randy Orton refuses to um, defend the title, or to actually go for the title at WrestleMania? Well, I actually truthfully want a three-way with uh, Harper, Orton, and Bray. I mean that would be good, but like, uh, like, do you think Harper's like, you know, up for a championship match? Well, we all know that Randy is gonna screw Bray. He's we all know to. he has to. He's the he's the Viper, dude. Don't don't trust the snake. I know. I mean, they're definitely feeding that story. Oh yeah, they're just waiting for it. Yeah. On the, on the other hand, too, I mean, I'm really loving this whole fucking uh, Samoa Joe fucking killing Seth Rollins thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. And then apparently, like, Sami Zayn talked a little shit and Joe ran out and fucking choked him out, too. Yeah. Because, dude, that's... But like... apparently, Sami Zayn will have a match against Samoa Joe at Fastlane. Yeah, because that's exactly what fucking Joe did when... You know, and then we're getting... What else are we getting at Fastlane? We're getting Goldberg uh, yeah, and Goldberg. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, yeah. Which I'm calling Brock Lesnar coming out and screwing that one up. I'll see. Uh, what else is up here? Um, Dixie Carter versus Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> um, so they're going to be defending the uh, Cruiserweight Championship. It'll be Neville versus Jack Gallagher. Um, oh, yeah, even though I think Neville's going to keep it. Cause of course he he's, is. A, he's a good heel. Jack's he, funny he and everything, but... Yeah. Well, I think they need you know a long title run with one of these guys, and Neville should do it. Yeah. And, you know, in six months, somebody else will break that title run or and then another multiple one. time champion. Or, and we all know Charlotte's winning the title back mm. or getting it back on Monday Night Raw, supposedly. Yeah. Because Sasha intervened. Um, I guess there's another uh, possibility that it could be because um, uh, Seth Rollins is injured again, right? Yeah, but they're saying he's... He, they're, they're rumoring he could be back by WrestleMania. I'm like, yeah. not if he did what he did to his knee again. No, That was seven months. So I guess uh, one prediction for the card was going to be uh, Samoa Joe versus Sami Zayn. Um, 
the club versus Enzo and Cass versus Sheamus, possibly, or Sheamus and Cesaro for the tag team belts. Um, one match for sure is uh, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally, I mean, there's no way Roman's going to beat him. No way. Braun's going to squash the fuck out of him. And they have to keep that momentum going for Braun, too, if they're going to push him as being this menacing big guy. Well, if they're going to be smart, truthfully, they can make Roman Reigns the most hated wrestler in the world mm. if he goes against Undertaker WrestleMania and beats him. Yeah. No, that, yeah. And they, he could do a heel turn. And, like, Kurt Angle was actually talking about it in an interview, and he's like, that's what they need to do. That'd be great, actually. Cause he's, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, the fans just don't like him. No. And he's like, I understand why they don't like him. And he's like, because he just... You're supposed to earn your way up. You're supposed to be like King of the Ring and then Intercontinental Champion and then U.S. Champion and then yeah. then you're supposed to get a title run. Yeah, it just seemed like... Right and he's like... And he was just kind of like, bam, here's your title. Yeah. And he's like, I understand why the fans are mad about that, but he's like, the guy is talented. He works just as hard as anybody else. The guy is talented in the ring. He doesn't injure other wrestlers. Oh, he dude, I love this drive-by drop kick. Like the one he does through the fucking... Uh, the, the one he does off the apron. Yeah, dude, that's great. That's like my my favorite move of his, and it's like, I I think like um, it you know I mean personality wise, if they just let him be him, he could probably be pretty good. But uh -huh. I don't know if WWE is ready to let Reigns take the reins, you know. No, uh -huh. well they kind of already have, and kind of pissed off the fans. Yeah, yeah, and like let, letting him be a cocky guy, a cocky guy, and apparently Vince wants AJ on Raw. Mm -hmm. Yep. He loves AJ Styles. Dude, AJ Styles is the man. I know. We all do this. Yeah, it's, dude, I mean, fuck, I remember, like, the first time I saw him, like, when he won the X Division Championship at that first pay-per-view we saw him in, it's like, fucking A, man, who is this kid, you know? Like, this guy is awesome. And then, like, um, and then you just see him go from, like, being X Division Champion to fucking... You know, tag team champions in AAA or in the AAA um, promotion, or, or not tr promotion, but the um, the group he had uh, um, there for a little. No, no, was he in AAA? No, I don't think he was. I think it was X, and that's uh, that was Kazarian, Daniels, and uh, no, Daniels, Loki, and um, uh, primetime Yelix Skipper. Uh huh. Oh, I, th I think I think AJ Styles and somebody else went against those guys, probably. But um, but yeah, the fucking uh, you know, and then you get to see him as TNA, you know, NWA champion for a little while, and then TNA got their own belt, and they became TNA championship, beating Jeff Jarrett because nobody wanted Jeff to be the fucking champion. <laughs> and like, you know, I mean, you get to see him have this like hardcore rise, especially like when he was in New Japan, you know, like fucking IWGP champion and. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, beating some pretty fucking stiff competition over there. I mean, if you, you know, if you can be like, um, uh, if you can be like Masuro Suzuki, and fucking, um, and then you can beat, uh, you know, fucking um, Kenta, and then you can beat fucking what's his name, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, mm -hmm. yep. I mean, if you're that guy. 
I only kind of wish that uh, AJ kind of stayed in Japan a little bit longer so that um, Kenny Omega... Yeah, he was, he, was, he was homesick. Yeah. I mean, because Kenny Omega kind of needed that rub, too, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you never know. They'll probably bring him back because I think he... Uh, I mean, because he's not top, top yet. But, I mean, he was the first, you know, non-Japanese winner of the fucking... of their uh, big uh, G1 tournament that they have there, so... Yeah. God, what other matches are happening at Fastlane? I think they've got a whole basically lot. it so far. Um, I mean, the um, possibility of next being week on SmackDown. Is it this week on SmackDown? Where they're having a, a Falls Count Anywhere match with uh, Natalia and Nikki? Yes. Okay. I thought yeah. that was going to... Okay, that's... Okay, yeah. yeah. That's supposed to be the close of the rivalry, supposedly. Because, like, you know, because like every time, you know, every time Nikki fucking shows up... Or, yeah, and every time Nikki Bella shows up, fucking Char- or, um, Natalia just fucking ransacks her and beats the fuck out of her. Um, <laughs> I really wish I had to watch the Elimination Chamber um, pay-per-view, too, because I, I heard, the, I mean, there was like three women's matches on that card, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a, the SmackDown Women's Championship, there was a couple um, moves that were, you know, a little messed up, just like, they were in the wrong spot, and the it made the move look a little rough. So that possibly could have been why Naomi fucked her knee up, maybe. Or well, they both kind of fucked up on a move, hmm. but it made the move look, you know, more hurtful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Women's matches tend to do fucked up shit like that. <laughs> Nikki and Natalia's mm-hmm. pointless. Yeah, it is kind of it is kind of a pointless, pointless match to have, especially on a pay per view. I mean that that would be like a fucking pre show card if anything. And it sucks too because you have like two. I mean, both women are you know I mean they're pretty good for you know who they are, but especially like Natalia, you know I mean she should be a lot more pushed, but yeah, it's kind of hard, hard to say really. But, um, God, so, like, other than that, let's see, what do we have here? Um, so we got, so we got a few things to talk about. Um, there's been a lot of, uh, painful things to happen in the world of wrestling. Of course, you know, if we treat some of the subject matter like it doesn't really mean anything, you know, or, um, we tend to make fun of it a little bit. I mean, that's just kind of our sense of humor. We're not really, you know, just dismantling the life and times of all these people that we're going to be talking about but it's been a pretty short order this year this year so far uh, we've lost four uh, past uh, uh, f- former wrestlers and uh, I'll start it off with uh, Nicole Bass um, she was a longtime uh, guest on the Howard Stern show uh, former ECW and WWF wrestler um, in the early 2000s, and uh, she died at 52. I know. Man, I mean, just reading about this and, uh, you know, just reading about what, you know, what happened to her and stuff, and, you know, even seeing those last pictures of her and shit, you know, she looks pretty, like, pretty inflated, you know, like, you mm-hmm. can, I mean, you can see, like, the, her later years weren't really too kind to her, you know, she, she had, like, kind of a very you know, a very thick physique for a woman. Uh, and apparently, big man, big man Vader is not far behind him. Yeah, I mean, 
and, and that's sad too because like with Van, you know with uh, Vader you know it's like fuck you know we've seen that guy like pummel people left and right and um if you ever can watch the table for three with him mm -hmm. he's the quietest man oh god yeah, I can imagine like so, I had so, to turn up the volume yeah, on on the TV just so I could hear him talk and hear what we, he was saying because mm -hmm. it was like uh, him uh, and two other wrestlers that were pretty old. Wow. And, of course, um, Nicole Bass was one of the three uh, WAC Pack members who also had passed away. Um, and the WAC Pack is, um, a gr you know, like a small little uh, group that had appeared on the Howard Stern Show, including Joey Boots and... Um, and Baba Boo, or what was it? Uh, who I guess Joey Boots was uh, Baba Booey, um, and uh, George Crackhead Bob Harvey um, also died last year. Um, so basically, Howard Stern's uh, you know infamous whack pack is now all but all but gone. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, I guess there was a little bit of a feud with uh, with her and WWF um, at uh, at WrestleMania. Um, what was it? I think it was WrestleMania 15. Uh, she she was uh, Sable's bodyguard. Um, she had also done a little number or a little thing as um, the love interest of um, uh, Val Venus, um, and she was feuding with Deborah McMichael. And this was like kind of around like um, late 90s. Um, and of course, I wasn't watching wrestling at this time, so I had no idea any of this was going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the early 90s we kind of fell out of it. Yeah. Yeah, early to mid. I just remember like I remember what was it? Probably around the sophomore year of high school. Yeah, I just kinda left it let it go. Kinda like, yeah. But um but yeah, so Nicole Bass, uh let's see. Uh next on this list here is uh Chavo Guerrero Senior. Um uh a part of the famous uh, Guerrero uh family tag team uh, in the late 80s uh, Chavo Sr. along with Hector, Eddie, and uh, Mondo all, um, all uh, formed a you know kind of like a, a four-man group um, you'd see them in like uh, really interesting like um, Lucha Libre-esque kind of matches with American wrestlers and just kind of bringing their own brand of Lucha you know to American wrestling um, in the in the late eighties, yeah, you know, we didn't really have a whole lot of that other than like Mio Mascaras. So. Yeah, we didn't have high definition back then either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, Chavo Guerrero is also. Um, I mean, for all those who haven't put it together, uh, Chavo Senior is the father of uh, Chavo Guerrero, who is, um, I believe, he's still in uh, Lucha Underground. I think so. Yeah, um, and fucking he. I mean. Travo Jr., you know, he's like, he's a pretty, I mean, he's developed into quite the wrestler since since the passing of Eddie. Um, Just as long as he doesn't do his frog splash. Yeah, true, yeah, that was one move he never quite got down. Um, and, of course, Chavo, I mean, he was pretty impressive because he wasn't, he was kind of a stout dude. Like, um, so like, sadly, so, the best frog splash I've seen lately is out of Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Kevin Owens does the best of a lot of people's moves. I know, dude. He's just amazing. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, Chavo Sr. died of uh, liver failure um, on the 11th. And, 
or liver cancer, basically. Uh, and, you know, cancer has claimed, you know, the lives of, you know, quite a few wrestlers, you know, so we're not really, we're not really kind of um, speculating on, you know, what killed who or who killed what, you know, but if we have the news, we'll just tell it. Um, and let's see. Uh, next on this list is uh, Ivan Koloff. Uh, I know. I'm actually surprised that th he is just now dead because for some funny reason... He was like 74. That's pretty good for a wrestler. Yeah, it is. Um, like, you see the, the Attitude Era or the 80s era wrestlers? They're dying at like 55, 60. Yeah. Or shit, like, who was it? Hawk died at like, what, 48? Yeah. I mean... But these wrestlers were wrestlers before the steroid era. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like, if you look at the way Ivan was built... I mean, he was like, he wasn't like massive, you know, he was, he was big, you know, for, you know, for... But it was a natural physique. Yeah, he was very burly. Uh, he was referred to as the Russian bear um, in the uh, late 70s, early 80s um, before, uh, and, you know, he, I think he had um, a really big rivalry with uh, Bruno San Martino, if I remember right, um, but I only know that from a couple Bruno uh, WWE docs, so... <laughs> Um, I think that was it. Um, but fucking, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it's definitely a fucking brutal time. And of course, uh, uh, those unfamiliar with, uh, Nikki, or with, uh, Ivan Koloff, go back and watch some matches with him. And, uh, he actually, well, I think he was tag team partners for a little bit with Nikita Koloff. Uh, back when yeah. Nikita was first getting started, but um, but I know like Nikita ended up going face after a while, and and Ivan was pretty much a heel his whole run, um, you know, and, and that's from like uh, from WWF or the WWWF um, to I believe he was in I want to think he was in AWA also, but I'd have to look up his Wikipedia to be hundred percent sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah, there is a picture of him online though holding the original WWWF uh, championship belt, which is much actually. It's weird because if you look at the plate setting for that belt, it actually looks a lot like the current UK championship, but it's just like way smaller. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, before we get into this uh, last one here. What do you think about the fact that they're uh, defending the UK Championship on uh, NXT? I think they're just keeping them on TV till they can get the show going. Yeah. Because I'm kind of curious on who they're going to bring in. Because I, I kept hearing rumors that they're going to bring back certain UK wrestlers. Like um, like Wade Barrett and, uh, you know. Like yeah, I want to see uh, Tommy End. I want to see Tommy End. Yeah, I I, I, I think he's actually it. signed to NXT. Yeah, another guy too I'd like to see other than Tommy End would be uh, uh, the villain Marty Skrull because that guy is mm -hmm. a fucking mad. He he is fucking awesome. <laughs> and um, I mean, out of all the different guys they can bring in from Evolve and from uh, you know from overseas, you know, like I mean, Jesus. I mean, there's so many, so many dudes. I mean, the guys that they had in the UK tournament were all pretty good. Um, yeah, they had some really young talent too. Yeah, I know, right? Especially the dude that won. Holy fuck! He was 19 years old. He didn't yeah. look, you know, 
Oh my word. So this last one kind of hit me a little bit. Um, I wasn't like, you know, devastated or anything, but this definitely hit me only because like, I remember him when I was a kid and a lot when of us, a lot of, him. yeah. Cause, and a lot of us grew up as WWF uh, fans, you know, like we all watch superstars of wrestling. Um, some of us got a chance to watch the early uh, Monday night Raws that they or, or the, the early Raws, I think before, uh, before it was Monday show. Um, I actually remember seeing a, Mon or a Raw with Andre the Giant. And they were, I think they were in France. Um, mm -hmm. It was like right before they stopped doing big stadium shows when they were just doing small malls and shit like that. Um, but yeah, a lot of us grew up as WWF fans, you know. I mean, I mean, fuck, I, I was also a big Portland wrestling fan too. You know I mean, but um, yeah, back in Portland wrestling meant something, though. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Yeah, we were fans of it when it was actually. Portland used to be like one of the meccas of wrestling. But you know? yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, we've had some of the biggest talent here. Mm -hmm. We had like we were pushing out wrestlers for a while, man, just one after the other, after the other, after the other. I think Brian. I think the last guy that came through here, I think that was that meant something was Shane Douglas. I know. I think he was the last one, and that was like, and that's after Portland wrestling stopped being good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this last guy though, um, he's dead at 79, um, Hall of Fame wrestler, uh, George the Animal Steel, and, yeah, and George, I mean, for him to live to 79, that's amazing, yeah, yeah it is, I mean, that makes him the oldest of these, uh, you know, of all these wrestlers, mm -hmm. and, um, it's very rare that you, like, hear a wrestler die in 79, usually hear 50. <laughs> yeah, in the fifties, early fifties, you know, and uh, of course, uh, George Steele was. Um, and then, of know, course, Lex Luthor Luger is still alive, you know. Oh, I know, guys. That shouldn't be. <laughs> I know, but he, dude, he's dwindling away. He'll be dead in ten years, I guarantee you. Yeah. Um, but George Steele, I remember, like, okay, so he's synonymous um, in the eighties. Um, I think I think he was managed by Lou Albano, right? Yep. Yeah, he's Captain Lou. Um, synonymous with eating the turnbuckle. Yep, and having a green tongue. Um, there was a death metal band that we actually interviewed. Um, I think it was episode nine, uh, Eat the Turnbuckle. Um, they actually named their band after that. <laughs> That's where they got it. So it's just like, uh, if you if you want to go back, go back in the archives, uh, Sick and Wrong's uh, Tag Team Power Hour, and you'll find... Or not sick and wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, it'll just be under interviews on our uh, sound collab page, and um, and we have the interview with the band uh, when they came uh, through Portland that year. But yeah, fucking. Um, but yeah, I just remember being. I actually was afraid of George Steele when, I, when we were kids. He actually fucking. He actually scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the green tongue. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the, it was the tongue, the fucking, all the hair. He was just big. He moved around real weird. I mean, uh -huh. dude, I remember just, I, I was not, I was not comfortable with him at all. I remember, like, they had that, like, thing where he was, like, like you know, remember when they're, uh, I think it was a WrestleMania when he's coming out on that cart and he's, like, uh -huh. flipping out in the fucking little cart and shit. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I used to love him. Yeah, and I think he had some, uh, wasn't he in a tag team for a little bit with Kamala? I so, think so. So I want to think they kind of took, like, all the uh, all the crazy gimmicks and shit and made them tag teams at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I think you're probably right. <laughs> actually, let's look that up. I'm actually curious. Okay, so. Okay, George, the animal steal. Okay, we're checking out Wikipedia because I'm, I'm very unsure. And another thing, too, I guess uh, this is something that he that was uh, happened early in his career before wrestling. Um, he's actually a school teacher. Really? Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> like, man, I can't imagine. Um, but yeah, like early, like early on, uh, like he played football, um, base, baseball, basketball. Um, he uh, he was a football player for the Michigan State Spartans. Um, Let's see, and then uh, he also played for the Grand Rapids sh uh, Shamrocks in the UFL. <laughs> Back in the day. First place in the Western Division. It's fucking crazy. Um, let's see, what do we got here? Um, he uh, wrestled as the student for a little while um, uh, with manager Gary Hart. Um, let's see. And of course, Gary was a you know he's like an old you know old school wrestler uh, who ended up being a, you know fuck he he'd managed so many like different teams he he was a lot like Paul Ellery back in the day too uh, mm. I don't know if you remember uh, Gary at all but yeah, he he definitely did some weird shit um, different stuff you know um, but looked like George let's see where are we got. Um, he had, uh, yeah, he had he had partnered up with uh, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik for a little bit, um, and they had, let's see, who else? He had he had matches against Randy Savage, which I can't imagine how that would have gone. And that was uh, yeah, when, uh, and that's back when Captain Lou was his manager. Um, I guess. Uh, and he, I, this is something that's weird. I didn't even know this. He actually uh, retired in '88 um, after being diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. I just thought I just figured he just stopped. You know, it's like oh, he wasn't popular anymore. So, um, and during the Attitude Era, he had that he had a, like a brief moment um, as a part of the Oddities. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably where I remember him with. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, like, I guess he was a groomsman with, uh, or for, uh, the Black Machismo Jay Lethal's, uh, wedding. <laughs> and I guess, like, Coco Beware, Kamala, and Jake Roberts were there, too. For, uh, oh, really? Yeah, it was, like, uh, TNA's, uh, 2008 Slammiversary. I don't remember that. Like, I remember the relationship between Jay and SoCal, but I don't remember any of that other shit. Because I know they were just basically turning Jay Lethal into Macho Man. <laughs> oh, completely. Which was awesome. I, I love that gimmick. Of his. Uh, I remember watching SoCal at the house show we went to. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Oof. Walking down to get our shirt. Fuck yeah. And we were walking and taking our sweet-ass time because she was talking in the ring in that tight-ass outfit. Fuck yeah. It's like, let's just admire I'm gonna walk this extra for a little bit. Slow. I'm going to admire this. Yep. <laughs> Mental pictures for the spank bank. Click, click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I always liked his fucking uh, crazy-ass um, moves, too. He's, he's a biter. He rubbed faces. He ate turnbuckles. 
And I guess he had other moves, but he never did them when we were kids. So. <laughs> we remember in the green gun. Fuck no! I just remember also like trying to think of trying to think what the fucking turnbuckle tasted like for him to keep eating it up like that. <laughs> Is it flavored? Does it taste like bananas? <laughs> no, it was weird. It was all like spongy looking. <laughs> oh man. All right, so that's it for the for the for the show today. Um, join us next time as we uh, further dissect or get into the world of wrestling. Um, probably you probably won't hear us or from us again until um, after uh, WrestleMania. After or before? Yeah, could be could be before, could be after. Uh, if we do uh, before, and hopefully they do an NXT show bef the day before, um, we might end up dropping it um, early uh, just for. Just for everybody, that way that that way you can assess our um, our thoughts going into WrestleMania, and then see how right we were, and then make fun of us for not being right. So I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm Ryan. This is Stop Hypocrisy. Woo! And we are out of here. Woo! Woo! Woo!